Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hi, Kat. Hey, Tanya. How are you doing? I'm groovy. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. I'm having just the best little week ever. You are? I, I need am. to know. I need to know why. You know, everything. Do you ever have those days and those weeks that things just kind of click along and they're nothing big, but they all kind of just all pile up? I mean, I taught intermediate advanced class last night and the week before I only had two people because, you know, school's getting ready to start down here in Tennessee. And anyway, last Last night, one of my instructors, um, his birthday is today. Well, he was coming to class and all the people that used to come to my rock yoga class when I taught rock yoga came. It was just the most fun class. You know, I taught the class like a rock yoga class since it was his birthday and it was just fun. All of my little projects that I've got juggling up in the air, they're just all, they, they weigh nothing. It's not like I'm juggling boulders. I'm juggling little bitty <laughs> feathers and little balls so it's just kind of a fun fun week so far knock on wood I am superstitious <laughs> I mean I love that it's been a good week that's yeah. that's a great that's a great thing yeah how's your week been I do feel like the universe is definitely taking a little shift right now like I feel yeah. like the month of July was really hard for a lot of people and I do know that the planetary alignment was also not supporting um, mm -hmm. success feeling, you know, and I think that there's a lot of people who are like, hoorah, like, thank you. <laughs> thank you, August, you know, like, there's definitely some improvement happening. So I feel like that's a good thing. Well, I have to say, May, June and July were all three hard for me. I was like, just I just didn't feel myself. Um, I just felt like I, I was always jogging in quicksand, just trying to catch up. And, you know, I maybe I wasn't being very mindful about what was going on around me. And, you know, so glad those months are over. <laughs> yeah, right. So here we are in August, which this won't air until probably September. And everybody will be like, I don't even remember my August. But uh -huh. yeah. what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about mindful eating. How much fun is that? Because it's kind of a really cool segue because our interview with Debbie uh, from Mindful Nice. And so it's like we're doing a double, a double win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and she'll be wonderful. I think all the people will definitely love her. So if you're listening this week, make sure you listen to Debbie because she's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's fun because I too feel like the last couple of weeks I've had some interesting shout outs from people that I was not either expecting or that like completely took me by surprise when I got their, you know, reach out or whatever. And mm -hmm. one of them was like, and I listen to your podcast every week. I just <laughs> love it. And I was like, you listen to my podcast? I, <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. I know. Now well, I feel special. <laughs> well, in fact, you know what? Since you mentioned that, everyone listening today, let us know you're listening. 
Because I had a couple of people this past week that said they are regular listeners. I had no clue they were listening. So we we want to know who you guys are that are listening and what you like and what you want to hear. We totally do. Like, I mean, we're stoked, first of all, that we had our 100th episode and Mm -hmm. it was super fun to celebrate that. And, you know, we look forward to 100 more. But yeah, our, our listener counts are just you know, much bigger than they were before. And it's just super exciting for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So be mindful and let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the topic. (laughs) So mindful eating. Mm -hmm. What does that even mean? Well, it's really when you are just being more aware and involved in what you're doing when you're eating, you know, I mean, that's summing it up on a very, 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 you know, simple level. We'll talk about it more. But, you know, I was thinking about it when I was writing this. and I think about all the times we mindlessly eat. And I'm, you know, I I know you don't know this about me. Uh Um, I'm very anal. (laughs) And I have to track things and I like organization. And so so when I am stressed, a lot of times I, w- I will just eat and nosh on things and I'm not real aware of it and I don't even enjoy it. It's just there. You know, a lot of times I know people will tell me, oh my gosh, I finished off a whole bag of Doritos while I was watching, you know, The Office. And we do that. We eat a lot of times while we're doing something else. And this can lead to a lot of unhealthy habits. And we're not really focusing on the food. We're not focusing on taking in that nourishment. We're just mindlessly shoveling the crap in our face. And most of the time when we're mindless, we pretty are shoveling crap in. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to be said for even if it's not just mindless eating, you know, in front of a television, sometimes it's mindless eating and that you're racing to get it done because you're racing to the next thing or you're eating Mm -hmm. in the car on your way or you're eating while you're flying through the grocery store, you know, like in and no matter how you look at it by not being mindful, you're not paying attention to whether or not you're full? Are you eating the whole thing just to eat the whole thing? Are you Mm -hmm. know, you're not registering any sort of, you know, healthy awareness? Mm -hmm. Are you even hydrating while you're eating? Are you eating because you're truly hungry? Are you eating because you think it's time to eat? Are you eating because you're over hungry? You know, like there's just so Mm -hmm. many components to it that when you really pause and say, okay, so teach me about mindful eating, Mm -hmm. then you go down the list and you're like, oh, I do that. Oh, <laughs> I do that. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, it is hard because food is part of our everyday lives. It's something, it's something we can't get away from and we don't want to. And you and I were talking about this before we started recording, um, how, you know, you can quit other things, but you can't quit food because you have to have food to uh, sustain your life. And But when you do, when you eat in a mindful way, when you have like a regular time that you eat and you don't eat running, but mindless, mindless eating is a habit and you can break that mindless eating habit because a lot of times when we do eat mindlessly, we end up consuming a lot more calories than we might, that might be healthy for our body. And generally we eat just too much of everything. I mean, it's just too much of a good thing even. But um, I do think we fall into that habit on 
foods that are not as good for our body too. Yeah. And I totally feel like as I was, you know, pulling my research and you and I have been through books and I have books that I'll share too, but as you and I have, you know, talked about our own, you know, stories with foods and with diets, Mm -hmm. you and I have had these conversations many times before, but I go back to that, my visit to Kripalu Center where, you know, they talk about mindful eating. And then when I went and did my 300 hour, the same thing occurred at my 300 hour where the meals were in silence and, you know, your food was meant to be part of the whole process that you were in, in the yogic journey, Mm -hmm. like for the grief relief in the case at Kripalu. But in my 300 hour, it was part of that whole Ayurvedic experience and mindful eating. And, And when you do it, you don't realize how big an effect it has on you until you're done with the day or when you wake up the next day. I think just that it changes your life. But so Doing the research that I had done, I pulled information off of mindful.org, which is more than just mindful eating, but the section that I am going to be referring to is the mindful eating. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it gives you six stages or six steps or six things you can incorporate. And just like all things, you and I have said, you know, take baby steps at it, because if you try and jump all in, you might punish yourself when you don't succeed. So do one thing at a time until you manage to do all six of them, right? Mm -hmm. The first one is eating slowly so that you let your body catch up to your mind, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because most of us would say it opposite that we want to let our mind catch up to our body. But in this case, it's the reverse, because if we're not eating mindfully, our mind is going a thousand miles an hour. And so we're like, oh, I'm going to eat a thousand miles an hour too. Right. And then we just don't even like let our body catch up. But if we were eating mindfully and eating slowly, chewing our food, taking breaks, then we kind of come to this place where we're like, oh, I'm a little satisfied. And most of the time, we all look at our plate and we're like, ah, there's like five more bites, but I just don't want to leave my mm-hmm. plate like that. Because we also grew up in the clean your plate clean club. Clean plate club, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that and- mindful eating focuses on the highs and the hows and the whys of eating. And so that's an important piece of it is letting that mind slow down so our body can catch up and let us know, hey, I'm full. You can stop now. Yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. The second one is just that it's know your hunger signs, Mm because a lot of times people's trigger is I'm hungry. And really, it's your body saying there it's thirsty. And so in Ayurveda, we say this too, like have a glass of water in in Ayurveda, we say make it like a warm water with a twist of lemon in it. But we say have a glass of water and wait 15 minutes. And if you're still hungry, then eat. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, it's actually our body struggling with the homeostasis of our hydration. And Mm -hmm. it really doesn't have anything to do with the contents of the food in our stomach. Yeah, I think that's uh, one of the best keys because most of the time I find that if people do drink just a glass of water, it makes their whole mind slow down and you're drinking the water. So you're kind of processing, maybe I was just thirsty. Mm-hmm. You know, so it helps you to be more thoughtful and to analyze your choices before you make them. Yeah, so crazy. So then the third thing that it talks about, and you mentioned this when you said having set times, mm-hmm. but it talks about having a mindful kitchen and space, which in this case, it's like 
not randomly eating, not <laughs> eating at random times. It's like looking at planning your meals and not just standing in the refrigerator. How many times do we walk up to the refrigerator and we're like, okay, what should we make today? Oh, I don't know. I We have a little of this and a little of that. It's mindless planning. Mm-hmm. And even that sets us up for failure because instead of making healthy choices, we're saying, oh, well, I only have that healthy thing and I have that not so healthy thing, but we need to get rid of it anyway. So we should eat it now. And and you're mixing and matching and it's not like all the colors of the rainbow and it's not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like having a brown meal. <laughs> yeah. Having a brown meal or having a white meal and sometimes two starches and, you know, no vegetables Mm -hmm. or, you know, so kind of mindlessness is also just not helpful. Well, it's very, it's an empowering way to eat. You know, when you are mindful, even in the planning, that empowers you. It gives you the power back of what controlling your body. It is something really to set times. And I know that you and I plan on doing an episode for intermittent fasting, which really involves the timing of your food. But there is a lot to be said for, you know, helping your body in its metabolism if you have set times as well, as opposed to, well, yesterday I ate at 6 a.m., but then on Thursday I I didn't eat until 9 a.m., but I stayed eating until 11 o'clock at night because we were at a friend's house. And, you know, <laughs> so, I mean, there's just this randomness of it is also just giving mixed messages to mm-hmm. your metabolism and it's not helping, right? Yeah. And so then the fourth one is, and I think this is really a big one for you and I, it's, <laughs> it is, it's understand your motivations. It's the why, right? And you yeah. and I talk about this all the time. We have to know why's on everything. We have to know the why's because mm-hmm. when you pick up that food, why are you eating it, right? And if you're truly hungry and that's your true answer and you're like, I'm hungry, it's the right time, I've planned a healthy snack, then check, 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 you've done all the things. But <laughs> you if win. you're like, yeah, right, right. It's like cherry, 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 yeah. right? But but if it's not, and that's not, and you're like, well, I don't know, because it looked good. Mm, yeah. Maybe not, right? Mm-hmm. Know the why. And I do think it's interesting that mindful.org threw a section in here about having a mantra. Oh, that's and awesome. I did for a long time have a mantra, and I think I came home from Kripalu after that mindful eating with that that food mantra and I feel like I'm going to reincorporate it because I feel like I may have lost my food mantra. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something that I want you to ask me about in a month to see if I'm still incorporating a food mantra. Okay. Yeah. So that's my challenge. <laughs> so then well. the fifth thing on the list is connecting more with your food. And I think this is really an important thing. And I think that it was really lovely at Kripalu. They had a little sign on the table. And although we weren't in conversation, it was a sign about gratitude. And we offer gratitude and thanksgiving to the people who prepared this food, the people who grew this food. We offer gratitude and thanksgiving that we're able to take the time and relax and enjoy the food. You know, so Mm -hmm. it was this very lovely, peaceful sort of sentiment. And you couldn't not see it. Like they were intentional. They put plenty of those signs around so that you, I mean, you would have to avert your eyes to not see it. Mm -hmm. But then I get to thinking, you know, we grew up saying 
grace before meals. And we don't do that anymore. But I do think that in our house, we don't. I do think that that would be something important to come back to. And maybe it's not the same old little Catholic one that I did growing up, but maybe it's a different one that maybe has better sentiment for my family right now. Well, and anytime we show gratitude, it it improves our lives. So just recognizing that the lettuce that we're eating in a salad, someone had to plant that. Someone had to nurture it. Someone had to pick it. Someone had to package it. Someone had to get it to the store to get it to our table. And recognizing all those steps of the process, I mean, that that is, it really makes you a lot more aware and makes you so much more grateful for the fact, wow, you know, I'm eating this watermelon or this salad, or I'm eating this whatever, pick something, and thinking about the all the steps and the people that made it possible. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then the sixth one that it was, that is on the list is attend to your plate. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is cool because it's not referring to, you know, what's what's been put on it, but it's referring to paying attention to that plate and not being distracted. So you're not you're not eating and looking at your phone, you're not eating and, you know, typing on your computer, but that as you are attending to your plate, it's like, oh, okay, I have five different colored things on my plate and I'm going to eat a little of this and a little of that. It's like treating your plate like the text message you were sending out. And if you are, you know, attending to the grammar of that text message and checking your typos, attend to this food that's on this plate mm -hmm. and make it your priority for the time. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Really oh. cool. Well, I have some benefits of mindful eating that might encourage people to delve in a little bit more. And I know we've all, especially if anyone has done a yoga, yoga teacher training, you probably have done a little mindful eating practice where you put a grape in your mouth and you taste it. And there's a lot of practices like that you can Google how to mindfully eat a raisin or something like that. But the benefits, um, you know, they lead us to picking more nutritious food when we're eating mindfully, but they have an added bonus of just improving our overall eating habits as a whole. So it we it promotes better enjoyment and appreciation for the food. You know, I mentioned watermelon a minute ago. Do you remember how amazing that very first taste of watermelon in the summer is when it's just sweet and it's so perfect? You can have that kind of positive feeling all year long if you eat mindfully and you get kind of more the added bonus of eating smaller portions when you are taking the time to really enjoy and appreciate the food. When you're eating mindfully, it can help curb your cravings and because we start responding differently to our eating cues, to the cues around us. Our mouth contain enzymes that help us start digesting food while we're chewing. So when you're eating mindfully, that encourages you to eat more slowly and chew your foods more thoroughly. So that also helps with your digestion. And how many times do, do we all complain about, oh my gosh, I'm bloated. Oh my gosh, this, oh my gosh, that. Uh, or you're maybe you're gassy, you're burping, all kinds of things by eating fast and sucking in a lot of air when you're eating can cause. So mindful eating helps with that. It helps regulate our eating patterns, and I've touched on that. I do like to have my little uh, set eating plans. It, you know, that helps me a lot 
to keep from snacking and eating when I'm not hungry. And so being, you know, on some kind of a schedule helps me a lot. Also mindful eating helps support weight management. And that's, that doesn't necessarily mean weight loss though. If that's one of your goals, it will definitely help you lose weight just by, by being more mindful, but just supporting a healthy body weight throughout your life is much easier to do than, you know, when you're eating mindfully. It also, and this one I love, 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 it helps you have a more positive attitude toward your food and towards yourself because most of us have, and I'm not going to lump everyone that's listening, but most of us have kind of an unhealthy relationship with food. You know, we might, you know, mow down a pint of ice cream or a gallon if we're <laughs> stressed out, or, you know, we, we have different negative habits or attitudes that are, that center around food and we can't get away from food because we have to have it to live. But mindful eating is a loving and non-shaming way to approach your eating. So you're replacing do's and don'ts of eating with a, just a nice positive attitude of exploration and curiosity about the food that you're eating. Yeah, I, I think that you your list touched on most of the things that my list touched on. I think the biggest piece or the biggest takeaway for me is the last couple things that you talked about being promoting positivity. And on my list, it was promoting reflection of your food. But also promoting self-image. And it's a very big tie when we feel like we're not being ruled by food any longer, mm -hmm. that we come into this nicer relationship with food. And when we have a nicer relationship with food, inevitably, we are going to have a nicer relationship with ourself and our body image. I agree. Yeah. I have three mindful eating exercises for people to try. Okay. Is this a good place? Or were you still? Yeah, you still sure. You, okay. Okay. One thing you can do is this is not not mine. This one I actually got from the Cleveland Clinic, which they have so many great resources for people. So this is from the Cleveland Clinic and they have a big heart program and they really promote a lot of things like mindful eating and Reiki. And so I do like to go to them a lot. But the first one they call Go Dark. Hunger is strongly affected by visual cues. So the person that was interviewed in this is a Dr. Albers said to try closing your eyes for a second as you take a bite of food and remove moving the visual clues can make it less tempting to eat everything on your plate or in the bag or whatever your food's in. And it's easier to focus on what you're eating and whether you feel full. So I've, I have never tried that one, the closing your eyes and eating and just tuning I, into I your like body. It. I like it from the standpoint of like you think about when we talk about energy work, we talk about really mm -hmm. getting in touch with, you know, what's working energetically in your body. The same would be true with, you know, getting in touch mm -hmm. with how you're metabolism is feeling and how your stomach is feeling. So I like the idea. I do too. Well, let's try it tonight when we're eating with our husbands, we'll close our eyes and, <laughs> and you have to text me and let me know what John says. And I'll let you know what Edward says. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the second mindful eating exercise is take matters into your own hands. A mindful approach means that you're focused on the process of eating and not rushing through a snack or a meal. And Tanya mentioned that earlier, just slowing down. But one way to slow down, this is the exercise is to eat with your non-dominant hand. And I have tried that and it is so freaking hard, but I have to tell you, I got full a lot faster. <laughs> yeah. I would miss my mouth a I lot. Know, so it'd I probably know. be very effective. <laughs> and the last one is throw your taste buds a curveball. Uh, does it seem like the first bite of chocolate cake is always the best? Well, there's a reason for that. Your taste buds recognize the new sensation.
sensation, then they quickly become used to the taste. So it can be easy to get caught in the cycle of overeating while you're unsuccessfully chasing the satisfaction of that first bite. And I had never thought about that, but the first bite really is always the best. Mm -hmm. And I think about my you know, different friends of mine that really just want one bite of cheesecake. And I always look at them like they're on drugs. I'm like, seriously, one bite, that's all you want. But if the first bite's the best bite, you can savor that sensation without trying to chase it. So anyway, I thought that was a wonderful way to do that. So if you're having trouble walking away from a certain food, you can try taking a bite of something else of a different flavor or texture or even a different temperature and then wait for a moment and then go back to the food that you're overeating and see if it tastes different and see if that's enough to satisfy you. Because, you know, usually we, you know, and I guess that's one reason to have coffee with dessert maybe, but having a different texture, a different temperature, a different flavor in between the bites of something you might be tempted to overeat is a pretty powerful exercise to keep you eating mindfully. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Do you hmm. have some books? I do have some books and I have some apps and I see that our time is definitely getting there. So it's probably <laughs> good that we decided to split the two topics today. Mm -hmm. So I have some mindful books, uh, Mind Gut Connection by Emerin Meyer, MD. And I have not actually read this book, but I have heard it highly recommended. And the other book that I have is called Savor, S-A-V-O-R by Tick Not. Yeah, Tich Not Han. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and that book is about mindful eating too. And that's yeah. a delightful book. It's just a delightful author. It is a wonderful author. In fact, I have that book also. The very first book I ever got on mindful eating, and I had never even heard the term, was back in the early 2000s. And it's called Eating Mindfully by Susan Albers, A-L-B-E-R-S. I actually have that book. Oh, do you? It was I one completely of the... forgot about that one. Yeah. And it's got a green apple on the front of it. But you know, um, there was a Dr. Albers that was quoted in that Cleveland Clinic article that I just mentioned. And so now I'm going to have to go back when we're done and see if it's the same person. Oh, cool. Because it might be. It probably could be. <laughs> um, that the apps that I wanted to mm -hmm. refer to, there is an app called Mindful Eating. There's an app called Meal, M-E-A-L. And then there's an app called Eat Right Now. And I have so never those, heard of any of those. Yeah. So those three apps are like there's, you know, incorporate some soft music to keep you from talking, but instead to be in sort of that meditative space with your food. So it's pretty mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. I like that. Well, I will definitely check it out because that would be kind of fun to play with. I probably wouldn't do it at dinner with Edward because we do have quite lovely conversations then, but especially when I am playing words with friends at lunch, <laughs> it might yeah. be nice to try yeah. that. So I'll try that tomorrow. For sure. Well, Groovy, I guess the moral of the story is, and we'll just come back to it, you know, it's know the why. It mm -hmm. really is important to know the why. Why are you picking that up to eat right now? Is mm -hmm. it the right time, the right place? Are you truly hungry? Is it truly necessary? Know the why. Love that. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at Two Pittas on a Pod.